Okay, big news. You may have been expecting me to say hello and welcome to Inside Intercom, but from today, it's hello and welcome to The Ticket, a podcast devoted to exploring the dynamic world of customer service, brought to you by Intercom. That's right. After more than 400 episodes and nearly three and a half million downloads, we are changing our name and sharpening our focus. The Ticket Podcast is now your go-to, one-stop shop for customer service professionals who are keen to stay ahead of the curve with the latest customer service opinions, trends, and groundbreaking strategies. We'll be bringing you conversations with the creme de la creme of the industry, customer service leaders, renowned customer experience thinkers, and influential authors who have shaped the field of customer support. You'll also be hearing a lot more from Intercom's own customer support leaders, who will be offering a wealth of expertise, inspiration and actionable advice, especially as we continue to revolutionize the industry by building a complete AI-powered customer service platform and applying that AI technology to deliver superb support to our customers. And for those of you interested in learning how we design and build great product in the age of AI, we have great news. Our sister podcast, Intercom on Product, is just a search away on any podcast platform. Intercom on Product is a monthly podcast packed with the latest insights from our co-founder and chief strategy officer, Des Trainer, chief product officer, Paul Adams, our VP of AI, Fergal Reed, and other Intercom product leaders as they explore building software in an AI-first world. So if that's more your thing, just go to inter.com forward slash product podcast. If you prefer a more visual experience, you can also watch our episodes on Intercom's YouTube channel. Links for everything I've mentioned are in the show notes. Okay, now to today's episode of The Ticket. And boy, is it a good one. Intercom's Director of Human Support, Bobby Stapleton, sat down for a chat with Declan Ivory, our VP of Customer Support, and Anthony Lopez, our Director of Customer Support Operations, to talk about our recently released CS Trends Report 2024. Over to Bobby. Declan, Anthony, glad you could join me uh, to give your reactions and thoughts on Intercom, our customer service trends for 2024. So, Declan, just to set the scene, 2023 really was the year where customer service changed forever. I feel like we talked a lot about this. Uh, yeah, what, what do you think? I couldn't agree more, Bobby. Uh, 2023 is quite a monumental year, particularly with the advent of the improvements in generative AI. So I think for many years, AI has held a lot of promise in terms of really transforming how you know, uh, support is delivered, transforming customer experience. And for many, many years, it's kind of under-delivered on the promise. And then all of a sudden came along ChatGPT and generative AI and all the large language models. And all of a sudden, the, the art of the possible was really something we could think about and really kind of take a, a leap forward in terms of the ability to apply AI to really transform you know, the customer experience and really transform the way that support is delivered. So yes, absolutely a watershed year. Yes, you know the, the landscape for customer service, customer support is changed forever in a really positive way. Uh, I love that phrase, art of the possible. Uh, that sums it sums it up perfectly. So awesome. Well, to describe the CS Trends Report, so for our new listeners, we surveyed over 2,000 global support professionals from a range of locations, roles, and company sizes to find out how customer service was really changing across five main themes, customer expectations, AI trends, support teams, tech stack, and metrics. 
And we saw these uh, themes of trends, the first one being on customer expectations. Let's start with customer expectations. A whopping 87% of support teams say customer service expectations have increased in the past year. This is higher than ever, highest that we've ever seen. And we've been doing this, this survey and report for years. So were either of you guys surprised to see this number go up? And where are some of the things driving that? Yeah, Declan, I can I can go first. I think kind of the, the first thing that stood out when I was thinking about what what's driving this increase is probably for a while we've seen expectations go up from consumers, but in very small pockets of the world, so maybe in banking and all of a sudden the rollout of these chatbots, you see response times get a lot higher. Um, but I think what was really interesting to me this year is not only was there such a notable change year over year in customer expectations, and we can kind of see that across a number of verticals, but the reason why, and from my perspective, this is one of the first years where having a really high quality chatbot that's available 24-7 is possible and it's easy. The barrier of entry is so much lower. So it makes a lot of sense that now all of a sudden you're seeing a proliferation of that across company to company and people are, are seeing that. And so, of course, if for the last 10 months you've been getting responses in less than 30 seconds and you see a company that's not doing that, then you're going to have uh, a, a kind of a miscalibration there with your expectations. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Anthony. I think you're right. The expectations have been increasing over a period of time, particularly through COVID, where many organizations moved into more kind of digital delivery model and people had increased expectations in that world. But with the advent of generative AI, ChatGPT, and people being to experience on a personal level, like they're using tools that are based on these technologies day in, day out, their whole expectation level has changed. Like the, the bar has been raised forever. Like people do expect instant engagement. They do expect high quality response out of this type of technology. You know, they do expect it to be available 24 by 7. And it's just resetting the bar in terms of people's expectations. When they seek support, seek help, they expect it to be there, high quality, you know, uh, immediate engagement. So yeah, AI is changing people's expectations forever. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, quite a challenge then for those of us who are delivering support. Like we have to step up to the mark and be able to meet this uh, ever increasing expectation from our customers. It's funny to think back to January of last year. I, I re remember all of us sitting around in Dublin, the bar and like, we're like, if we set up this triage bot and if we're using our product at the time resolution bot uh, in X, Y, and Z way, like this will really change the customer experience. And it's just wild to me to think about like the, whether it was the success metrics we were setting or like the, the, how we were envisioning customer expectations for that, like how quickly that changed from January of last year to now. And so I think like, Probably a lot of support teams are have gone through that same thing with like generative AI. It's completely different than, you know, has changed expectations completely different than what we've seen in the past. So, yeah, I just like laugh when I think about the journey we've, you know, the three of us have been on for the past year with that. Absolutely. What, what what a journey. And the other aspect is like, you know, it's really bringing home that it's not just about the product or service that you deliver. It's actually about the quality of support that you have for that service. Like that's where this increasing expectation from, from customers is really calling into a question. Like, you know, are you actually delivering and supporting that service in the right way? Not just is the service good, is the product good itself? So it's really, really kind of, again, changing the focus that companies, organizations need to have. Yeah, you got to have the best product in the market, but you better have the best service for that product as well.
Declan, yeah, I think it's a great point. And like, I think really one of the stats and one of the comments from the trends report is that like customer expectations, customer experiences is a huge contributing factor to retention. And I feel like as support leaders, we've always talked about that. And like, we've always been like beating that drum with other people across the company, but it's, it's validating to see that become more and more of a focus to your point. Like, if can't just be the product customer service is part of it too now and, and the bot- the impact it has on that bottom line retention. Absolutely. It's all about the total customer experience, which, which includes like how do you support a customer when they have an issue, a question, you know, want to get something set up, et cetera. Like it's a, it's really raising the bar and really putting it up to kind of customer service organizations to deliver. Well, let's jump on then to the next trend. So the second trend was AI adoption in CS. And so this is obviously a big one, AI trends. Almost half of customer support teams have already adopted AI with more planning to invest in 2024. I guess this is no surprise. This is a good, this is a good one for us to see. Uh, yeah. What, like when you guys, what stood out to you in this section of the report? I think for me, it, it was the acceleration. Like there were, you know, so many people that said they'd made investments in 2023 and, you know, a number of people that trialed it as well in 2023, you're, you're kind of putting a toe in the water. But then you look at the acceleration, like 70% of, of leaders saying they're going to invest in 2024. Like this is really accelerating and people are beginning to see the benefits. So while there might have been some hesitancy at the start around, is this technology good enough to use either w- within our support team or for our customers? Like people are really beginning to see, yes, it is. It's a high quality technology. When you I- integrate it and complement your human support team with this technology, you are delivering a really compelling experience for customers. And I think people are beginning to see that in, in the projects and pilots that they're running and this acceleration is really exciting you know i think uh, as i say we've crossed the threshold in in 2023 and the figures in this part of the trend report are really showing that that you know customers want to invest want to accelerate that investment and really see how they can use ai in conjunction with their support team to really kind of transform and deliver compelling customer experience yeah yeah, I like, I still, again, I laugh. Declan and I, we were at, I remember when we were at the customer support conference in April and the whole tenor of that conversation was like, this is a fad or like, I'm not sure. And again, fast forward to today and the stat from the report, our research found that 45% of support teams are already using AI. So how quickly things change from April to now. So uh, like you said, it's 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 out there. Anthony, uh, how about you? Like what benefits of, where are some of the benefits that you think, you know, our support teams, customers, our own team that we're seeing from using AI? Yeah. And I also, I had the same kind of response seeing a change from 20 to 70. So, so fully agree. It, it really is a cultural shift that you were seeing unfold in real time. Uh, but I think what one of the things that stood out for me when I was reading through this was the self-reported benefits. So some of it was time savings, but one of the ones that's creeping up really quickly is customer feedback analysis. So that feeds into a lot of work we're doing here at Intercom today. And I think what's most significant about this AI shift is what does AI actually help you do? Declan mentioned quality of service. Well, what better way to provide quality service than providing a personalized experience or learning from your past interactions with customers? So from uh, uh, what's what's exciting me, I think it's understanding our customers a lot more at scale rather than having to wait for maybe 10, 15% of people to leave a survey or ask feedback directly proactively. Customers, every time they reach out to support, they're telling you that there's something going on that they need help with. And so that record of the conversation is just so much more understandable now. Um, so that one, that one really stood out to me. Um, and then the only other one that I had that also uh, got me really excited was um, 24-7 support availability. Um, because 
someone, I think it was a couple of years ago, I was reading someone talk about how a bot is a 24-7 support option. But bots were so bad three years ago, I almost laughed because I'm not when I'm reaching out to deal with a financial transaction at 11 p.m., I don't want to talk to a bot. Um, but now I do. And that's really a big, significant change that I hope kind of changes some hearts and minds for support leaders. Absolutely. And you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Anthony. It's not just about one dimension of where you can apply it. There's so many areas where you can apply it, you know, understanding your, your engagement with your customers, you know, being able to scale operations, be 24 by seven and change the experience, being able to drive some level of efficiency across your team as well. Like it was great to see so many dimensions called out in, in the trend report where people are actually focusing and deploying AI and considering where it's delivering benefits. Like that was really refreshing to see that. Um, let's move on then to trend number th- three. So the third trend is all about support teams. AI is coming for your jobs, but not in the way that you think. So AI can alleviate many of the pressures that our support teams face and really free up their time to focus on that more value-adding activities. The survey revealed that support teams are already reaping the rewards of this human-AI partnership Bots and brains, like we call them here at Intercom. So oh, we'll open the floor to either of you guys. Like, what are some of the areas that you see AI is saving our are saving support teams time? It's not just about savings, but you know, in terms of, of savings for support teams, like a lot of it is around being able to take out pretty mundane standard work, you know, that really support teams don't want to do, and customers really want that work handled very quickly, very effectively. So really driving the ability to have your team focus on the most valuable work for your customers. I think that's one of the biggest savings possible. You're taking out all this mundane stuff that can be handled by AI and you're then complementing your human support AI is opening up more bandwidth for your team to really engage with customers in a different way. It's more of a consultative engagement. It's the opportunity to move beyond the issue right in front of them at that point in time and think about how can you personalize, how can you make the engagement far more contextual for that customer. So that's a big saving in terms of you know, being able to take out that work and free up the bandwidth to really move support into being a value add for your business and for your organization, rather than it being seen as kind of almost like a, a treadmill where you're just trying to get through as many transactions as possible. You're just trying to get the next piece off your desk so that you know there's another, another issue queued up. And that's not really delivering for, for customers. So that's definitely one aspect of the saving. The other aspect is even the role itself from a support point of view is changing. It's not just about using AI to engage the customer, but providing a whole set of tools for a support agent or support rep to summarize what the customer has said, to maybe expand bullet points into a full-blown response for a customer. It's really helping them work far more efficiently, but enriching the role, like they're ultimately delivering a better experience for the customer. And ultimately, that's what support people want to do. They want to be able to ensure that they're giving a really high quality experience for customers. And AI is, is aiding that as well. But it is driving efficiencies, which is is, is really, really good as well from a, a savings point of view. So there's only two things that, that leap out for me in terms of the savings piece. Yeah, I mean, I think from from my perspective, it's it's a really big, it's a big deal. I've been in a support role working frontline and thinking about what are the ways that I can contribute more broadly. And I think what Declan's alluding to is like this long-term shift in how we even think about customer service roles end to end. But one thing I'd say is in the short term, there's a lot of opportunity and we're seeing some of it already. We have to train Finn and build up this library of content so that it's trained and giving up to date information. Um, and I think the the piece that I kind of think back to was when I was helping customers and kind of working transaction by transaction, how could I go above and beyond? Well, what better way to do that than helping Finn operate at scale, researching customer interactions, those types of things, I think really give me a lot more, gave, gave me a lot more impact back then and excited to see more of those opportunities in the future. 
Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a really good point. I think the nature of the role is changing quite a bit. As you say, Anthony, it's not just about answering the question for the customer as it comes through, but it's also around you know making sure that you're supporting the evolution of AI, like feeding the knowledge back into the AI ecosystem. You know, that's a, a, a big part of the role now. So the role is changing. Uh, there's also new roles emerging for CS. So this whole concept of, well, the CS role will disappear. No, CS role will change. No doubt about that. But new roles will appear as well. Like, so we've talked about things like conversation designers, yeah, conversation analysts, et cetera. Like they're all new roles or, or new responsibilities that are going to happen in support. And that actually drives another kind of notional saving as well. Not just notional, but real saving. Like at the end of the day, there's a lot of attrition typically in a support organization. People use it as a way to learn the trade, get to know a particular technology or a particular product area. And they tend to move on because, you know, they outgrow the role. Now there's far more opportunities for people to develop their role within customer service. So we're probably going to see attrition actually decrease in the customer service organization. And that feeds into, you know, a, a better economic situation for organizations as well, because you're not having to manage high levels of attrition. People are going to get far more fulfillment out of the role within support. Uh, and they have to be subject matter experts. They're not getting the mundane questions any longer. It's the more complex that require deep troubleshooting skills, deep product knowledge. So all of a sudden, it's, it's a totally different landscape in terms of the customer support team. And so this notion of AI replacing support, no, it's AI plus human support is the compelling proposition for customers. New roles, new responsibilities, more fulfilling work to be done. Changes the whole economics of how you deliver support, absolutely. But it doesn't mean that the humans are going anywhere anytime soon. Like they're a really key part of engaging with customers and also making sure that your AI technology is actually working at its best. You know, that can't happen without humans in the loop. Yeah. And uh, one of the stats from the report was talking about like from C-level support execs and 40% of them said attracting and retaining quality staff is a challenge for the year ahead. And again, this whole idea of having having AI, whether that's helping reduce the volume, so you're not just like showing up every day burned out by the backlog to actually making your day-to-day workload more enjoyable there's nothing as painful as having 20 different tabs open because you're trying to like find a resource or find an answer to something. Now using something like uh, Ask Finn, like our Finn in the inbox, you can just like ask that question and it gives that right to you. So we're seeing AI, it's making the job more enjoyable. Plus, like you said, the work itself, more fulfilling, helping customers with, with complex value add type interactions. So yeah, I think that that's definitely the future. Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about Offscript. It's a new series of candid conversations with intercom leadership all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing. Episode 1 is on our YouTube channel right now. Here's a teaser of what you can expect. I don't want to come across as overly dramatic, but for every single tech company, this is an adapt-or-die moment. It's inevitable that... All businesses are going to go AI first. It's just a matter of time. In this post-AI world, new companies will rise, old companies will fall. Of course, some of these new companies will flame out. Some old companies will pivot successfully too. I don't think any of us could see a world where this wasn't going to be one of the biggest changes in the customer service landscape ever. The world we care about is customer service. And it's so patently obvious that the old way will be quickly obsolete. We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we want to share. 
We want to explore these ideas in the open. We want to provoke new ones in you. We want to learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big stupid go button, right, and see what happens. Welcome to Offscript. That's all to come on Offscript. The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. All right, well, let's talk trend number four here. So the fourth trend is the all-important tech stack, which says that the old tools are holding support teams back. It's time to ditch the data tech and reevaluate tech for 2024. So yeah, open it up to either of you guys. Like, why do you think it's critical to have a CS platform with AI at its core? Or how have you been thinking about reevaluating the tech stack for 2024? For me, the the biggest thing that stands out is customer expectations have increased. In the past, we were okay with these disjointed experiences, or maybe we weren't okay with them. Maybe we just tolerated them. But that idea of calling a phone and having to press three, and then they you have to redo the notes every time you get transferred, like that's changing. And that's because of this new technology. But there's a lot of technology that you have in your existing tech stack that might not integrate directly. So it makes a lot of sense that I'm seeing in the report interest in how we bring these things together. Um, and that's that's kind of the most interesting part to me right now. I mean, one of the key stats for me, uh, Bobby, was I think it was either 70 80% of people said that their systems were okay and the rest were saying basically they're not okay. Like they're not delivering at the level that we need them to deliver at. And Antti has talked about they were just, you know, disjointed platforms depending on what channel you came in on, et cetera. So it, it really was a, a very clunky experience for customers, very difficult environment to manage, right? And, you know, some people are going down the road of, well, I will just bolt AI onto that existing set of systems, right? But that doesn't really deliver on the promise and uh, you know, the um, the opportunity that AI presents. So if you move to an environment where it's a system that's AI-driven, so AI is at the core, and you're looking at how you use AI for engaging with your customers, for supporting your team as they manage inbox volumes across all channels, as you use AI to drive support operations, like so you do all that analysis of conversations, feed it back into the ecosystem to for your AI knowledge base, et cetera. Like that has to be architected. It has to be integrated. And then if you want to also deliver contextual and personalized support, you got to be able to take in data sources from your core business systems, right? That's got to be architected well. AI has to be at the core. You got to be using it across the entire uh, set of, of services that you provide to your customers. And I think that's where the, this landscape around tech stack is going to change quite dramatically. Like today, we have a lot of point solutions in this space that people kind of bolt together, either based on channel or based on function that you're trying to deliver for a customer. And it's going to move very quickly to more integrated systems that have AI at the heart and are really delivering the, the benefits of AI across the board. And that's where the tech stacks are going to change. And it was kind of almost kind of uh, fascinating to see the the low percentage of people who actually think their systems are delivering correctly today, but also the willingness of people or for people to invest into the future. Like really interesting to see that. And I, I think it means that the software landscape for customer service is going to evolve very, very quickly. Yeah, I think I was going to say the 18%. Yeah, that was a pretty surprising stat that only 18% of folks think that their tech stack covers everything. And you know what that accentuates is exactly what Declan's describing the importance of almost like an all in one platform, not just for the operational piece, but I also think there's this also regulatory piece that's pretty significant as well. We're analyzing these conversations through these new tools and platforms and partners like OpenAI, for example, and you want to work with someone who has the the legal know-all about how this should work and a platform that's going to protect the data while it's there. So whereas maybe five years ago, I was always the type of person who would uh, 
I don't know what the phrase is, but kind of bring together all all these different individual pieces of technology into into a Frankenstein of sorts. I think all in one platforms are so much more important. Couldn't now. agree more. So you cobble together systems in the past, Anthony. Good to know that. <laughs> not not what we want. We're, we're we're learning. We're learning. And I know we spend all day talking about this amongst ourselves with other intercom employees. So I recognize there's a bias here, but to me, there's also just like the companies that have their head in the sand and are not adding AI in a meaningful way. Like if it took you seven months to add a, you can now use AI to summarize this, summarize this small body of text. Like I'm not impressed. And if that is all you're shipping, if that is all you're thinking about, like at that point, like I'm coming to Anthony and Declan, I want to find a new tool because there are going to be new software. There's going to be new players that are thinking about this in a forward future way. And I think the companies that aren't thinking about integrating AI into their tech stack, it's, it's just a sign they're asleep at the wheel. And that's not support that I want us or our teams using. So... But couldn't agree more. I mean, I think this landscape is changing substantially by being, you've hit it on the head. It, you know, things are moving fast. You, you've got to be willing to try the technology because if you don't, your competitor is trying it and it's getting ahead of you in terms of delivering a better customer experience. All right. Well, for our final, last but not least, our final trend, uh, metrics. Good old metrics. As customer service increasingly shifts towards AI-first ways of working, Will leaders need to find new ways to measure their success and ensure that they're equipped for the future? Um, yeah, what stood out to you guys in this section? Were there any specific metrics that you think are going to really change because of AI or any just fundamental ways that you're, we're thinking about metrics differently? Yeah, I mean, the, this, this is something that we talk about uh, for hours every single week. But right now, top of mind for us is CSAT and how we can go beyond CSAT and think about how we infer customer experience at scale. Um, so that was, I think, the st- yeah, 44% of folks in the industry are seeing that as well. So it sounds like it's something that's picking up really quickly. But this idea that sending out a survey to a small sample of your customers is going to get you a full picture of what a great experience is or how they're experiencing your product, that's gone, right? We need to get this from all of your customers. And in the past, what I love about this new AI wave is in the past, there's a really qualitative aspect of understanding your experience. It's not just, did I respond within 30 minutes? It's like, was I empathetic? Was I caring? Did I actually go above and beyond to solve your problem? And it was really difficult to measure that in the past with data. But now that you have these tools that can take those conversations and really summarize them and understand them, true understanding, it's a lot more easy to measure at scale. So that to me is the most exciting one. Declan, but I know Declan's been on this for a while too. So curious what you think. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like that ability to scale, how you think about the customer experience or customer CSAT, like that for me is one of the, the big changes in metrics. Like you're not, you're not relying on a sample any longer. Uh, but there's other dimensions as well. Like think about even CSAT. Like today we think about CSAT in relation to, well, how did the support rep or support agent do? Right. But all of a sudden you have this AI bot in the, in the workflow. You may have some automation layer as well. And then you got human support. How do you think about the customer journey across, you know, that experience and how do you make sure you're measuring the customer satisfaction across? the entirety of that journey, but also each of the components so you can understand where you need to tune, where you need to change, et cetera, where you need to take that friction. So it changes your whole perspective of how you measure CSAT. Yes, yeah, so CSAT's still important and you still want to poll your customers, yeah, as well as measure it or infer it at scale, but you got to think about, you know, how do you measure the entirety of the journey? And a, a very uh, other real challenge is quality assurance. Like the mindset today is on quality assuring the agent performance. Like did the agent do a good job for the customer? And really we got to flip it to say, 
and quality assuring the customer experience. Did we deliver a really good experience for that customer? And that's where I think the whole world of quality assurance is going to scale. And again, because of the ability of using AI, we, we can actually do that for every single interaction we have with a customer, being able to infer, was it a quality experience based on our bar, based on what we have set as the, the bar for exceptional or remarkable customer service? So yeah, it's a totally different world when it comes to your ability to scale metrics and think about them differently. Another that mentioned, well, things will change. Like, and average handle time is the one that a lot of kind of support organizations look at. And they dimension themselves from a capacity plan point of view based on the productivity of average handle time, et cetera. But imagine a world where you're taking all the mundane transactions and you're getting the more complex transactions and you actually want your team to go above and beyond with customers and be more consultative. Average handle times change in that world. So you got to think about things differently. You may actually want your average handle time to increase and you may celebrate it, whereas in the past, you'd always celebrate driving down average handle time. So again, you know, uh, support leaders need to think differently about metrics when it comes to looking at the economics of support as well. You got to think differently as well. Like you, it's not just about the economics of resolving the issues and, and humans interfacing with customers. How are you dimensioning for all of the work that needs to be done on knowledge management, on tuning, AI, et cetera? So this whole world is changing around the metrics of support. And it's fascinating because, you know, we're only learning at this stage what we need to think about. So this is one area where great to see it called out as a trend, like people really thinking differently about metrics. I can't wait to roll on a year and see how people have really evolved their thinking around the metrics and, and how people are looking differently, particularly at the economics of delivering support. Because I think that's where, you know, we're going to definitely look at the metrics through a totally different lens uh, going forward. So fascinating part of, of this whole kind of trend report and an area that is still very nascent, still a lot of work to be done, still the opportunity for you know any support team to almost write the playbook for metrics for an AI-driven world. Yeah. And honestly, the QA example you mentioned is so interesting to me too, of course, because it really does like we we really never had conversations in the past, at least in other companies where we ask, are we, is it the right process? Like this process that the agent followed to a T, was it the right process? And because you can only score 5% of convos manually, how are you going to get those insights when you can't do it? So no, I would I would totally agree with that as well. Yeah, and like lastly, um, for me, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised to see that like seventy five percent of support teams are thinking, you know, that metrics now need to change because of AI. Again, we spend a lot of time talking about this, Declan. I think of our meeting two weeks ago, just talking about first response times and slicing out whether it's first response times within our chatbot versus first response times of humans. How do you aggregate that together? How do we tell the overall story, but also like the, the story of each of the different parts of the journey? You know, that's again, totally different world than a year ago where we're like, yeah, first response time, like when the conversation starts, right? So the, this is the type of nuance we're seeing across all the metrics that, like you said, it's, it's such a cool opportunity to get to write write the playbook. And I'm pleasantly surprised a lot of support leaders are thinking about it. Absolutely, yeah. Really refreshing to see that, Bobby. I agree, yeah. All right. Well, that is all of the five trends from the report. So Declan and Anthony, you know, thanks for coming together to talk through this stuff. Thank you to everyone for joining on this whistle stop tour of the trends. Um, there's tons of more insights and actionable advice in the report. So go get yourself right now by going to inter.com slash 2024 trends. Check it out. Give it a read. And thanks for listening.
As Bobby said, you can download your own copy of our report on inter.com forward slash 2024 trends. There is so much more in it that we weren't able to cover in today's episode, so do not sleep on that one. We also have a twice-monthly newsletter, also called The Ticket, which is bursting with all the insights, trends, tips and assets your team needs to embrace the future of CS. You can sign up via our site, intercom.com forward slash blog forward slash newsletter. And as always, you'll find handy links to everything I've mentioned in the show notes. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>